Would you give your mum, dad, aunt or that uncle who hugged your partner a little too long free access to your phone? Oh no! Oh my god, it's, it's a really long video! Ew! In Dave's brand new YouTube original, Get Off My Phone, we've got six comedians to give their phones over to a relative with total freedom to read messages, DMs, photos and browser history. What's your social history? Sorry? What to do? Tips for relief. The rules are simple. Their relative can read anything they want and even make calls from the comedian's phone. What is this? What is I know what this one is. That, that looks really okay. bad. Starring Tanya Moore, Anya Magliano, Finlay Christie, Travis J with his mum Angie Lamar, Hayley Morris, Grace Campbell and dad Alistair Campbell. Slightly sexually compromising <laughs> Divulging their deepest digital secrets. <laughs> what the hell is happening? Get off my phone. A Dave YouTube original. Available now on Dave's YouTube channel. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to Conversations Against Living Miserably, a podcast where we try to find solace in a world where our brains are usually against us. My name is Aaron Gillis and each week I'll be joined by... Me, Lauren Patterson. Each week we chat to a different guest about how they try and live their life without misery. But we try and do it with a little bit of laughter because otherwise that sounds like a pretty gloomy idea for a podcast. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Dave, the TV channel and Calm, the campaign against living miserably. Hello, hi, morning, welcome, welcome, hi, hello, episode 23. Welcome back to Conversations Against Living Miserably, which is a podcast that supports Calm, the campaign against living miserably, uh, which is a suicide prevention charity, and all of the money that we make from adverts uh, that you listen to at the beginning, middle and end of the podcast, all of the money we make from that goes directly to them. So by listening today, you are donating to a fantastic charity, uh, we do talk about some subjects today that uh, obviously relate to that subject. So if you do need some extra information, you can go to calmzone.net, uh, thecalmzone.net even. And they uh, have helplines and uh, very useful information there. And you can also just kind of give some money uh, and fundraise that way as well. The more money we raise, the more people uh, the helpline can save. So that's why we're doing this. Anyway, uh, this week's guest is Rose Matafeo. Rose is a comedian, writer and actress uh, who can be seen on the current series of Taskmaster which if you're not watching Taskmaster you need to go watch Taskmaster because it's bloody brilliant and I'm not just saying that because this podcast is sponsored by Dave In 2018, Rose won the Edinburgh Comedy Award for Best Show for a show Horn Dog, 
which is absolutely fantastic. And if you do ever get a chance to see her do that show again, I'm not sure if she is ever going to do that show again. But if you get a chance, go see it. It's uh, absolutely brilliant. This week, we speak to Rose about spicy depression, openness, and escape rooms. Yep, that's a weird sentence, isn't it? Uh, right, that's probably enough of me rabbiting on at you for the moment, so I'm going to rabbit on in the next bit. This is Lauren and myself talking to Rose Matafeo. on today's episode by the wonderful Rose Matafeo. Hi. Hello and welcome. Hi, what's a, what's a good um, a, a good fact about my last name in Spanish? Mm-hmm. I'm not Spanish, but it means kill the ugly person. Ooh. Kill ugly person. Kill ugly. Yeah. <laughs> Does it? That is amazing. It means like mata is to kill and fail. Yeah. And every time I, I went through I went through customs in LA recently mm-hmm. and the guy was like, hey, yeah, say your last name for me. And I was like, Matafeo. And he was like, hey, take it easy. And I was like, oh, good jokes in LA customs. <laughs> Don't shoot me, please. Oh, that control banter. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, thanks for having me, guys. No, I'll pleasure. Very much for coming in. We thanks. kick off with a very tame question, pending, uh, which is: When was the last time you felt calm? Oh my gosh, this is the worst question of my life. <laughs> well, look, I don't know if I'm a calm person. You know what's so weird, actually. The last time I felt calm, you know where I feel really weirdly calm is escape rooms. Really? <laughs> because I don't wouldn't describe myself as calm basically at any point mm-hmm. in my life. Perhaps directly after a gig, like directly after I get on stage, or I remember like one time or a beach one once a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a couple of years back. But um, but no, I find escape rooms incredibly calming because um, I feel like I've got nothing else to focus on but yeah. things That's in front of me. It's like a set aim. Totally, there's yeah. an aim, there's a goal. Um, there's pressure there as well to do it before the time. Totally. Which, yeah. Again, I, and I wouldn't say it was stress. It was yeah, it was preppy pressure. And mm. but just be, feeling calm because I'm like, well, I don't have to. Like, I am locked in a room. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have to answer any email or yeah. talk to anyone else. And these are the people I'm talking to, and I've got one goal. So, yeah, I feel I do feel incredibly calm uh, in escape rooms, I Are think. you good at escape rooms? Um, I think so. Yeah, I've got an escape room little team, Ooh. and um, and we uh, we go around the escape rooms in London and pay quite illegal fees, basically, <laughs> illegally high fees to be um, a grown-up grown-ups paying money to be locked into rooms. We should be the first to die in an apocalypse. We deserve it because um, we're absolute nerds. But yeah, no, I think I've done I've done quite a few of them. I reckon I've, mm. I'm up there in the like, probably nearly 50 escape rooms in my life. That yeah. is, that is champ level. Nice. Yes, it yeah. is champ level. And the I fact think. you're here proves you're good at them. Exactly. I mean, this is out. kind of an escape room in itself. It's like, <laughs> am I going to say the right answers so I get let out of the studio? Um, so yeah, I think uh, last time I felt calm was in an escape room. I could Imagine you getting really wound up in an escape room. Thank you. I don't think an escape room would be your vibe. Have you no, never done not. one? I've done a couple. I did one for a stag do once. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's kind of a nightmare. Yeah, it was awful. Because people you don't know. Yeah. You can't do with people you don't no, know. No, and they were with no. like a different group of friends who were all very laddie. Oh, yeah. And I'm not like that. So they all got very angry and competitive straight away. And it was me and my other mate just kind of sat in the corner getting stressed. <laughs> and I don't yeah. like tight spaces. I don't like things yeah. being against the clock. And I don't like the dark. So I'm oh, yeah, good. Time. Well, that's yeah. Like, ding, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Tick, tick, tick. Yeah. <laughs> 
I imagine like, you'd be quite, you're very competitive. So. Yeah, because I'm competitive and I like logic. Yeah. Because I don't think, maybe I'm quite like, like you, I'm not a very calm person in day-to-day life, but there's something about an escape room where you're like, but I have to be logical. Totally. I have to because there is one set way to do this. I get I get quite bossy in escape rooms as well. Yeah. I'm jittery, easily scared, but also bossy. So it's like, it's a very strange thing to try and be a leader when you're constantly screaming at the slightest noise. <laughs> you're like, ah! you're like okay, okay, you need to do that, you need to do that. But I think you need to, you need a leader in an escape room. Yeah, people's true colours come out in an escape room. I do escape rooms Definitely. with Ed Gamble and he, um, yeah, Ed Gamble and uh, Charlie, his partner, and another comic, Amy Annette, and um, we are all very different vibes in escape rooms. <laughs> I've been known to yell at Ed. And I actually, no, actually, the other way around, Ed, Ed yells at me. Yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> Ed, yelling. Yeah. Yeah. Ed yells at me. But the thing is, in an escape room, Ed yells, but what happens in an escape room stays in an escape room. Yeah. yeah. You know? well, it's like when you're doing the team tasks, you all just seem to get on quite nicely. Oh, in a, absolutely, yeah. yeah. But then it was kind of escape room vibes of like, <laughs> yeah, I can see it. <laughs> like, because when we're running to place all excited, it's like, oh no, this is it coming through. But yeah. Um, oh, was that the one where you spent 30 minutes running around in between all the yeah, different yeah, tasks? Yeah, 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 yeah. that and, was. And, and, oh, but he got angry at me. Yeah, that that's what made he me think. He got angry yeah. when when that thing fell off my head. It was just like, that's your fault. That was on you. And I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> Sitting uh, for a minute, like having to hum the Taskmaster theme tune on the bench was probably like the most excruciating minute. It was just staring like daggers at me. It was awful. But yeah. Um... Yeah, it was uh, it was good, but no, yeah, that's probably when I felt the most calm. Do you ever have so a nerdy. sense of calm when you're on stage, or is it only when you leave Absolutely stage? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, what's well, an interesting question? No, I um, I actually think I experienced calm, a calm for the first time ever, like last week, <laughs> doing a show, and it was probably the only sense of calm I've ever had because it was like a full room, and they all were there to see me, which I think I've gone through all my life. Life, doing stand up, being in the position where you have to impress this crowd of people who do not know who you are. Mm. And so it happened when I first, you know, I moved to England again, where it was like I've been doing stand up for like years and years in New Zealand. And then I had to start from scratch again, not completely from scratch because I had really good friends who got me into really nice gigs. But it was always this thing of like, you have to impress people, you have to impress people. And, you know, no one knows who you are. And like, to do for the first time feel like you were doing a gig and people were on your side yeah. Yeah. like because it always seems like stand up is like a not a com- combative thing but it is like a negotiation of sorts though I think that you can get complacent if you get too used to that and you just get like boring and bad at comedy if there's not that sense of jeopardy <laughs> yeah. to it but I did feel a certain calm and I felt incredibly uncomfortable with it oh really <laughs> yeah, yeah I felt I came off stage and I texted my friends was like how's the show and I was like it was great they really enjoyed it it was fun I didn't like <laughs> like, in terms of, I didn't like the feeling of, um, yeah, uh, there not being a fire lit up, lit under my ass in a way. Um, because I think most of my stand up relies on massive anxiety before it, and it is proving to become unsustainable. <laughs> it really is. I think it's just, you know, I really wish I was a stand up who didn't um, require feeling like that before a show to like make me do. Well, I don't know if you feel that ever. Do you feel that? Like like to work hard or like to, to feel like you might perform well, there needs to be an element beforehand mm-hmm. going, okay, well, this could go wrong, this could go oh, wrong. Definitely. If yeah. the gig goes easy, and by easy, I mean like, you know, and you, you feel like you haven't had to work for it, I'm like, oh, well, that was obviously a shit crowd. Yeah. And I, I can't accept that. Maybe I just did a good job and I'm like, nah, clearly that 
clearly that was a really easy crowd. <laughs> I, I never just let myself sort of get that because I know some comics would be like, yeah, smash it, and then they'll get maybe a bit lazy. But I think when you've got that constant state of anxiety and doubt, you're always like, no, no, I am never good yeah. enough. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah, sorry. What no, no, you know, there's a problem of like I think stand up because it's such a lonely existence where it's like yes. you are self correcting all the time. You're your first critic in terms of like you don't have a director. You know, and like every time you just you are doing that, you're writing it, performing it, then critiquing yourself to be, try and become better. And I think that voice in your head, that critical voice, so easily grows into something that's like <laughs> kind of awful because mm-hmm. you are having to be critical of stuff in order to get better. And I completely believe that you should always push yourself to be better. I find that it's turned into a very hard voice on myself, and then sometimes seeps into other elements of your life yeah. that don't. And you're like, hang on, this is outside the professional bounds of stand up <laughs> now you're thinking these things about other things and I'm in a Tesco exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I'm t- telling, telling myself I'm a piece of shit in Tesco for, <laughs> for not for not having the right channel with God um <laughs> Yeah, and I find that really interesting. But I, I agree, like, it's such a hard negotiation of, like, how far do you take that? Because mm. I do think that some comedians aren't hard enough at all yeah. for themselves, yeah. and they should be better. It's a driver, isn't it? Anxiety is a driver. It always makes you want to strive to do your best that mm. day. Yeah. The moment you go, you turn up and think, I'm just going to crush this, you mm. become complacent and lazy, yeah. and that's your energy's yeah. gone. Yeah, it's and, so weird. It's so. Weird. I think all performers d- deal with it like mm. like there. I mean, I thought I talked to um, you know, my, my friend Guy Montgomery. Yeah. He's a New Zealand comedian, and I remember our approaches to stand up. I realized I was like, oh my god, we approach it so differently. And that he sees every time to get up on stage and do a show, that's an opportunity to succeed. And in my mind, every time I think it's an opportunity to fail. Yeah. I go, <laughs> I go up there and I, okay, cool. Well, this is going to go bad. So mm. how yeah. can I like mitigate that? And how can I really make it the best out of a bad situation? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like the fra- your frame of mind is just so I mean it's it's just depends on your personality I suppose mm. but yeah god every club gig I do I'm always going on stage like well this could be my last time here mm. rather than like oh my god I'm doing the comedy store I'm like no nope, this is going to be the one where they stop booking me <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I know people are like that though yeah. in terms of like but I think there's similar, similar ways of going oh yeah well I'm going to give up now <laughs> like, <after laughs> it's so bad I've got such poor resilience if, if I have one bad gig and I'm like well I guess I can move back home and you know start a you know an accountancy kind of course or something have a backup it is scary when you don't have a backup though. oh yeah <laughs> a backup oh, career yeah. or something what would your backup really career be mm, oh, you'd have plenty a trampoline course that'd be nice is that a job it is now <laughs> honestly I think you need to I'd think you'd need to yeah. have a lot of skills you know those that. like trampoline bounce park things oh one of like those kids parties yeah Yep. I actually think I'd be really bad at that. I'll be, scra- I'll be scrabbling around the place, <laughs> bouncing off, hitting my head on the spring somehow. Yeah. Kids Taking out kids me. left and right. Yeah, yeah, the kids would be like, boo. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's a tough thing. But I think, you know, maybe that's why stand-up so such a weird, unsustainable yeah. career. And it's, unless, you, unless you really curate it to work with your life and your personality. And it's bloody, It's I find about stand-up, depending on what you kind of type you do, you're constantly examining yourself and uh, it suggests a level of self-awareness that you actually don't really possess like you don't necessarily possess like mm. everyone thinks oh my god they know themselves god mm-hmm. but they don't you don't we don't do anything about it yeah. <laughs> you know it's like yes i talk about all this personal stuff i know i know who i am and yet i don't do anything yeah. about it just because i'm talking loudly on stage with you the have it as well being a younger comic when people come up to you like normally 
women who are maybe like my mum's age and they'll be like, oh, I wish I had your confidence when I was in my 20s. Oh, yeah. you've got your life together so early. I'm like, is this together? Yeah. Yeah. Is this? Oh my God, because it's a mess. Yeah. Totally. I think, I think confidence thing is really interesting of like people going, God, I couldn't do what you do. You got, the, you got such confidence. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like an absolute wreck and it's just a thing to do in front of all of that yeah. shit as a front. You know what I mean? Like, I think, I think, um, I am so different off. I'm so different. I'm just so different off stage. (laughs) (laughs) Just a different person, but actually an introvert. But um, no, but it's true. I find that very funny. I uh, I like it when people tell. Yeah, yeah, they go. You got such confidence, and I can't make eye contact with them. (laughs) (laughs) Sweating from my palms. I'm gonna go. I'm I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, it's, I bet it's you're so weird. fun at parties. I'm like, I don't get invited to parties. No, <laughs> because no. I'm not fun at them. <laughs> oh my god, it's so yeah, it's it's tough. You wouldn't want the person who's really fun at parties ever to do stand up. It'd be terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they need to have something wrong with them. At least. Absolutely, it's, yeah, no, completely. Uh, when was the first time you became aware of mental health being a thing? be it negative or positive? Um, well, I feel like, I mean, again, like we kind of grew up in a generation where it was kind of becoming more of a thing to be talking about and less kind of stigmatised mm-hmm. and all of that. Uh, in New Zealand, I feel like. But I feel like I was on the cusp of it. Like, I feel like it's really cool and amazing that people, I mean, I guess younger people are much more aware of it and I think those things are facilitated a bit, a bit more. I think I should know. I, 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 and we had a lot of support. I think um, growing up in terms of at school and that. So I think probably from an early age. I mean, be aware of how mental health statistics are pretty bad in New Zealand, where I'm, you know, from, and um, especially in like, uh, you know, Maori and Pacific Island indigenous kind of culture and stuff is really awful. And also, I just got became aware of it a lot in like art, like theatre and stuff, and people talking about that kind of stuff and pretty amazing stuff I saw when I was a younger kid. Mm. So probably around that, and then also okay. being obsessed with comedy and reading that every comedian has yeah. struggled with it at some point. So, you know, having having that interest at a very young age and those kind of people um, probably, you know, created an awareness of it. Um, but, yeah, probably then. Yeah. Is there a big difference in New Zealand compared to here, do you think, with, like, mental health? Or are we both oh, well, equally backwards with Absolutely <laughs> equally backwards. I mean, I think in terms of... It is interesting, though, like, I think there's stuff specific, geographically specific to, like, mm-hmm. in New Zealand, it's it's a lot of mental health issues that have been inherited because of, like, deep, like, rooted in colonisation of this, uh, this you know, island at the yeah. bottom of, um, of the world, which is a lot of mental health kind of stuff to deal with in Indigenous communities, you know, and not only Maori people in New Zealand, and but Polynesian people and, you know, uh, or brown people in New Zealand of just feeling incredibly... Uh, I don't know, isolated mm. in, in a country that's, you know, it's, it's, and, it's, and it's similar in Australia, but it's pretty shameful histories of colonisation. And I think a lot of people are doing work now to um, try and reverse that and try and like, you know, or like look at it head on and see like the, the, the kind of trauma that that has caused throughout yeah. the generations. And so um, that's probably a big one. But it's, it's, it's weird to think that like it's pretty much the same stuff, though. It's always, you know, repressed men, you know, like yeah. who don't talk about stuff and that culture that kind of, you know, keeps things under wraps. Yeah, it's very interesting. New Zealand is an interesting place where it's inherited certain aspects of, like, I think, in many ways from from the UK, like, even, like, you know, quite the humour is similar, you know, which is kind of self-deprecating, but we take it to another level in terms of, like, we're self-deprecating and we've also got this cringe culture and tall poppy syndrome Mm -hmm. where it's, like, we're never as good as anything else. And if you get too big for your boots, it's immediately you're cut down and so people turn against you. And it actually is, like, a really... It seems like a funny, like, 
oh, that's classic what they're known for, tall poppy. But it actually is pretty pervasive amongst mm. the culture in, uh, in our country. And um, it goes back to maybe even like that thing in stand-up where it's like self-correcting, where it makes you better. It makes you better to like not think as much as yourself and be humble and stay yeah. humble. And But I just, yeah, it's really actually quite damaging, yeah, I yeah, think. Damaging to people. <laughs> but yeah, but I think it is the same, you know, crock of goddamn shit that we all have to yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Um, in Horndog, mm. your award-winning show, mm. um, you're quite open and honest about some aspects of the mental health and kind of mm-hmm. your life and stuff. What made you want to take that onto the stage and, and bring that into your stand-up, that honesty and that revealing parts of your mind? I genuinely didn't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, I think maybe I'm just in some sort of liberal snowflake bubble mm-hmm. where uh, talking about, you know, your mental health and talking about that stuff is just so open mm-hmm. and not an issue and not stigmatised at all um, to the point when people probably overshare. <laughs> like, I think I overshare, I think, apparently. But I think I just share it an normal amount. Um yeah, so it was never an active decision like where I'm like, I'm going to talk about this and this is going to be... Because then I think sometimes um, those things can sometimes be commodified, you know, or commercialised yeah. in a sense. There. It's mm-hmm. like it happens with every kind of movement of something where, you know, I think some people like jump onto it and like try and turn it into something or make money off it and all this stuff. And, mm-hmm. and that gets frustrating. Um, I think though in stand-up, like you are just basically, um, you have to kind of, for me anyway, on observational stuff, you kind of have to observe yourself and who you are as a person. And so naturally, that stuff will will come up. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm pretty pretty open about that stuff, and um, and not to a degree of like I think a, a normal amount that a lot most people experience. And so I like the fact that people can talk about you know naturally about going to therapy or like you know seeing counselling. It's not even like a big. It's like a, a side. Yeah. And that, that's what it should be because it's like it's like oh yeah I went to the doctor the other day and then we talked about this and it's like that's literally what it, 
it's so well, it weird. Is. It's so it's such an American thing, isn't it, to be so open about going to therapy? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it. yeah. But it in is. the UK, it's just kind of like oh, don't talk about that. It's my dark shame. Yeah. yeah, isn't it funny? It totally isn't a, a difference with American mm. comedians where they just talk that everyone is doing it. Like, yeah. and it's it's so weird. It's so weird that it's um in the UK, it's a bit less spoken about. I think there's a lot of comedians who could benefit from therapy in the oh, UK. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, no, I wasn't never an actor decision. I think it's just uh, an unavoidable aspect to touch on when you're doing a show about yourself yeah. uh, and about that kind of that kind of stuff. Have you always been open about it in your like about that as um, anxieties and stuff in your life? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, my first show, my first Edinburgh show I did was about my own funeral. And um, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was me planning my own funeral, and that came because I it was kind of a I've always you know had a really preoccupied. I think everyone does really a, pre- a weird obsession with death or dying or like I think a lot of people have it when they're young and, mm. and I had a lot when I was young and it came back really strongly in my early 20s because of some you know events happening and stuff and all this stuff and so I yeah I decided I'd do a, f- a funeral which is you know <laughs> and then I never um and I think it helped I think it helped a bit to be flippant about something that I was like so you know anxious about and make jokes about it which is quite fun and funny it was such a stupid (laughs) stupid show I wore a tuxedo that said dead bitch on the back (laughs) of Diamantes and like you know it was a real piss take of like and I had a coffin that I popped out of and I was like it was very it was a very fun show Um, have you still got the jacket yeah I do (laughs) and the coffin actually was a flat pack coffin which I flew all around the world Um, yeah and you'd put it together like an Ikea kit Um, (laughs) my, my grandma she took my nan she took it to the airport with me and she checked it in. She was like, there's my granddaughter's coffin. <laughs> my granddaughter's coffin I'm just checking in. Really had a good time with them. Um, but no, I, I think in that show I talked a lot about, I talked a bit about seeing, yeah, just seeing counsellors and stuff at that time. And yeah, I did a joke about having, going to a therapist and them saying, and you've just got mild depression, it's fine. It's just a lot of mild depression. And I, and I was like, yeah, that's, that sounds about right. But it's just so funny when people call, speak about it in terms in which you would use like at an Andos. You yeah, know, yeah. Like, <laughs> you're like, oh, you're a bit of in line. I'm on a scale of depression. Uh, spicy you know. is your depression. Exactly. <laughs> it's literally the Nando spice chart of depression. Um, and just like the maximum spice, it will make you cry a lot. Exactly. <laughs> too exactly. much. And I think, yeah, it's 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 a tough one as well because I think um, I think I don't um, uh, I feel edgy about sometimes talking about that stuff because I'm fully aware that I don't um, experience the extremes of those those things mm-hmm. of depression and anxiety and all that and that and that stuff and I kind of wrestle with the idea of like should I even speak about that stuff you know or mention it on stage because I'm not you know I'm not experiencing it at, mm. at the worst degree and am I am I just being a bit of a whiny bitch and just like you know I'm not why I shouldn't talk about that stuff and then I'm like I think the very fact that I'm being this harsh on myself yeah. <laughs> I mean, that maybe means that oh maybe I've got and also it's I just can. discussing the entire spectrum of it because totally. you don't have to be right at the one end to be able to start talking about it exactly. you should be able to throughout the entire way and totally. it just lets people know that there are you can have small anxieties and big anxieties totally. it's not just like don't wait until it becomes a massive thing and yeah. then Absolutely. I did that it didn't go well no. yeah, identify yeah. it when it's, it's lemon and herb exactly <laughs> yeah. get, get, catch it at lemon and herb <laughs> yep. just, just you know contain it you know. <laughs> don't let it get too spicy yeah don't let it get too spicy that's the next t-shirt for this podcast that's, that's 
great. You should do it. Mad That's Topshop missed the trend when they dropped their collection with that one. Uh, have you got your game ready? Oh, I didn't Every know episode. What... This is my favourite bit. It was a game. I went and pretended to work in the office upstairs in between records and I felt intimidated by people with real jobs. So I just no, had my notebook open <laughs> and I ate a biscuit from in between the pages. And you got still got crumbs. Look, there's the crumbs. Oh God, amazing. Um, oh, why can I never find I swear. There we go. Right, okay. So this is like an anxiety would you rather, okay. which I created as a fun bit of content and it is stressing everyone out. <laughs> so, Eat a biscuit. <laughs> loud a bit. There's also a weird stain on this page. There's always stains. It's, 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 the, it's the sign of a good notebook if yeah. there's a weird stain. It looks like it. foundation. I'm like, why would I have been rubbing my notebook on my face? Oh, just absorbing them sweet, sweet jokes. <laughs> Would you rather never have enough time or have too much time to fill? Never have enough time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think I think I always go, I'm always, when I'm busy, I'm like, oh, I wish I could just have a moment to sit down. And then you sit yeah. down and you're like, oh my God, I'm still here. <laughs> like, you're still here, like, and you're confronted with your own brain. And you're yeah. like, no. I actually had that. I went on holiday uh, right after Edinburgh for five days. I was so lucky I got to go to Greece, you know, and, and I say I got to go to Greece. I paid to go to Greece. <laughs> what a competition. Um, but, <laughs> I got to go to Greece. Someone paid, an, an anonymous donor. <laughs> paid for me to go to Greece. But I, I took me three days out of a five-day holiday just to, like, then enjoy the two days without, mm-hmm. like... And I couldn't believe it was three days. Like, I remember lying on a beach. I think I've got it on my... I remember lying on a beach, like, trying to relax in the beautiful sun and then just going, what, what is the purpose of my life? <laughs> what is it? Then I had to write it down. I had to write... And there's, there's just a crazy page out of my notebook to be like, the purpose of life, I suppose, is just to have fun. <laughs> and and Maybe, maybe have and maybe help other people have fun, enjoy experiences and moments. And the irony of me writing down and it's like a manic state, just kind, just enjoy moments to moments, and like <laughs> on a beautiful beach in Greece. And it's just like, what the hell? It was so so frustrating. But um, so the, exactly, I think I'm mm-hmm. distracting myself so much better. Yeah, yeah I've got to. I can't. I have to be busy. If, yeah. I, if I let my brain speak to me, it's it's never a good thing. That's great. I, I didn't stop work from Edinburgh this year until about last week. Weekend. Mm-hmm. Didn't have a single day off, and I sat down in the, um, and with a coffee. And I just sat there for about two minutes. My brain went, you know, we haven't thought about it for a little while. Yeah. Killing Hello. yourself. And I was like, oh, yeah. Christ. come on, come like, on, yeah. dude. <laughs> Can I have one moment? <laughs> yeah, it's really like when you're busy. Like I've been saying like lately, oh, I'd love a day off, I'd love a day off, I'd love a day off. But I also know what it's like to be really lonely and isolated, mm-hmm. especially like when I moved to London. And say, especially like when I first went full time with comedy. So I kind of had the gigs in the evening, but I didn't have like things like this in the day. Mm-hmm. And the daytimes felt like a prison sentence. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't have any friends. So I'd wake up in the day and just be like, cool, yeah, okay, there's another another day of this. Oh, okay. And I didn't have any money to like go out. I still don't have money to go out and do stuff, but I have a podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like I, I had nothing to do and I remember like just feeling like I had so and I thought people would probably crave for this time but when you have nothing to do with that time mm-hmm. and nobody to share that time with it's a bit like oh, actually I'd rather just work yeah. 100% <laughs> I had the exact same thing when I first moved here I didn't yeah. do I just did comedy but like I didn't even do that many I wasn't even gigging too much mm-hmm. like honestly I was I was in a show once like I um I would start wrote, like there were days where I wouldn't speak to anyone 
one. Yep. Another, like I wouldn't even use my voice until six or seven p.m. And then it comes out like, Hurr! yeah, <laughs> it's insanity. And like, and it was just like, oh, and, and I could have called someone, but I didn't, yeah. you know. And and like, I would, I would just like, winter is horrible for me in this country. I really yeah. can't deal with it. Um, and I would roast vegetables because, and this is the saddest thing, because they took so long to make <laughs> that I was like, well, I've got something to do now. Like, you know, I'm like, well, this is going to take at least an hour to roast these vegetables. <laughs> That's enough of my day. Yeah, completely. <laughs> I um, used to go to Tesco just to talk to the security guard. Oh, my God. Because he was nice to me. I think I was probably nice to him because I'm northern. So every time I walked in, I'd be like, hiya, <laughs> yeah. in the voice. And I think he liked that I spoke to him. But other than gigs, he was the only person he'd speak to us. So I'd sometimes be like, I'm going to go buy eggs. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm, I did not need eggs. I'm feeling so, I feel so like, I feel like so like taken back to like first two years of living in London. Like talking about that. It makes me so sad. It's all, it was just all, was, yeah, I feel exactly the yeah. same. It was so and You wake up and you're like, well, I'm just going to write lots of material. Oh, my God. Like, you can't sit and write nine till six all day every yeah. day no. some people can a psycho psychopath yeah. <laughs> it's crazy like why would you do that um yeah and i slept a lot i still sleep oh, a lot yeah. but i would sleep so much mm. and especially in winter but it would get dark at four again i'm like yeah. well i have to sleep again yeah. <laughs> i'd schedule a nap and i'd be like well i've been awake an hour just mm-hmm. have a little nap yeah i didn't know that napping too much was a sign of depression like most of my days off i was like i'll have a nap in the morning maybe a nap in the afternoon then maybe a nap about six and it's like no that's being depressed that's just having your life in <laughs> bed being asleep it's just like oh it's shit a siesta. no it's God. lost depression that's what it is <laughs> it's crazy it's so nuts yeah I always find so if I feel so guilty about requiring so much sleep but then I go then I go online and read what what other famous people required a lot of sleep in their creative <laughs> lives and it's like mm, not really many Einstein just slept like two hours or whatever you're like god damn it, damn it. Uh, we've got about five minutes left if you'd like to ask our last Lovely. question our last question is if you could go back to your younger self and mm-hmm. give yourself some advice on mental health and living without misery, what would you tell yourself? Interesting. What younger self am I going to go back to? I'd go back, I'd have a couple, a multi-stop. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'd go back to little, little kid, Rose, who would like cry myself to sleep before like thinking about death and stuff and go, it's only going to get worse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, she actually was fine with it. I think she, she was probably smarter about it. Um, I'd go back to teenage Rose and say, stop stressing about small things. Um, and then I'd go back, to, I'd actually go back to younger self of early 20s, even though I'm 27. I'd probably go back mm-hmm. to myself at 21, 22, 23 and say that, probably that period of my life where I moved to London, mm-hmm. um, go outside. <laughs> go for a walk go do some activities with other people um, go to a dance class or something I'm still telling myself that <laughs> go swimming or something I mean I don't know and I wouldn't take the advice this is the irony so I, I, that, that would like an amazing I'd be like oh my god it's me from the future this is incredible and she'd just be like hey man just go for it I'm like no, no I, actually I really, I'm really busy today I, uh, you're kind of interrupting my nap yeah and I've got to roast some vegetables uh, so I had a lot on so so, you know, but thank you for swapping by. It's amazing. Time travel's real. It's incredible. Um, <laughs> so I probably say that, but um, I believe that I'm going to come back. Like I wish older self me mm-hmm. could come back to me now and say stop worrying because I know logically in my brain I'm worrying about nothing. It's wasted energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So much of my anxiety anxiety is wasted energy, and I know that in 20 years' time I'm going to be like why. Why 
did I waste so much time <laughs> worrying about things? I should have just enjoyed it. But, um, you know, I'm nearly 30 and you can't really change your personality after that apparently. So the, t- the clock is ticking. <laughs> three years, three years to fundly t- fundamentally change my personality to be a ch- cool, chill gal. And then I'll be done. Yeah, you can get a degree in three years. I'm sure you can. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's true. I can change. Yeah. Oh, my God. Life degree. That's incredible. Module one, change entire personality. <laughs> Fantastic. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. We hope you can take something from this podcast away with you in your day-to-day life. Whatever situation you're in, you're not by yourself. We can share our stories, share our experiences. We can help each other know that things do get better. And that's it. That's the episode. Done. That's it. Another interview complete. Uh, We can all go back to our business, whatever business we're doing today. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Lauren. Thank you to Rose. Uh, and you can go watch uh, Taskmaster now. Go do it. Sod off whatever plans you got. Just binge the whole ninth series of Taskmaster. Um, and what else? Oh, I should probably thank Calm, Dave, and you uh, for being brilliant. Please remember to like, subscribe, rate, review, all of that jazz. Uh, it all helps to raise money for Calm, and that's why we do this uh, weird little podcast. And I think that's all I need to say. I think that's it for today. You have a lovely day, and go do whatever the hell you want to do. Go have a laugh about something. Right, that's enough about me. Uh, or from me. Oh, I'm going to shut the fuck up. Uh, bye, 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 bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Would you give your mum, dad, aunt, or that uncle who hugged your partner a little too long free access to your phone? Oh, no. Oh, my God, it's, it's a really long video. Ew. In Dave's brand new YouTube original, Get Off My Phone, we've got six comedians to give their phones over to a relative with total freedom to read messages, DMs, photos, and browser history. What's your social history? Sorry? What to do, tips for relief. The rules are simple. Their relative can read anything they want and even make calls from the comedian's phone. What is this? What is I know what this one is. That, that looks really okay. bad. Starring Tanya Moore, Anya Magliano, Finlay Christie, Travis J with his mum Angie Lamar, Hayley Morris, Grace Campbell and dad Alistair Campbell. 
slightly sexually compromising position. <laughs> Divulging their deepest digital secrets. <laughs> what the hell is happening? Get off my phone, a Dave YouTube original. Available now on Dave's YouTube channel.